Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 11. Minute 11. All right, folks. Linda got a phone call. She's going to answer that phone. Let's see what's happening next. Hello? What's your mom so pissed off about? Because you called me on my parents' phone. You never answered the stupid phone in your room. Did Tracy call yet? Yeah, she's coming at 7.30. I'll be there at 8, all right? Okay. Uh, Chris? Yeah? We aren't going to do anything to get me in trouble, are we? I mean, Tommy and Billy aren't going to drive a car into the swimming pool like they did at Susan Craig's house, will they? Oh, Linda, don't be so queer. Of course not. But they are bringing Scott with them. Oh, God, what are you trying to do? Embarrass me to death. He doesn't even know I'm alive. That's not what I heard. Bye. You've got a call from Chris. Hooray! And, of course, Chris uses the word queer. Linda, don't be so queer. This is going to be sort of a running theme of the way the the teens will... T- oh, they're supposed to be teens. Uh, ...will talk throughout the movie. Um, I can't defend it, but sometimes I can laugh at them doing it. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we could talk about that more or not as we go along. But it's it's one of the things people always point out about this movie. Is listen to how many times. I think somebody even at one point like made a just a, a quick like um uh like a, a montage of all the uh, all all the moments here. But yeah, that that is in there. That's uh, one of Chris's sort of go to words uh, or her go to. Um, I I don't even think Chris would. F- think that's something offensive that's just something annoying you idiot or like saying saying something like that you know but um the psyche of chris and i did i did read um the transcription it's on bleeding skull i forgot i i forget if it's called let's go munch out or what the heck it's called but the transcription of joe's interview with jan jansen uh and it's a good one it's a good one apparently it was shot she says in 84 i wonder why that Sheet said it was 82. That sheet said 82. I'm wondering if he shot some stuff really early on, on really, on film that got really beat up, and then he couldn't return to it until 84. I I don't know the full story, but she says it was 84, uh, shot mainly in a house um, that belonged to someone who the director was friends with, and uh, it shot in about two weeks in New Orleans. So. And we'll, I'll give out more tidbits here and there as we go along. She seems, from the interview, she seems wonderful. She had a great time at the screening, and I wish I wish I could have been there. But, you know, every every good thing can happen to yours truly. You know, today I um, had a really good omelet. You know, who's going to argue with that? Who's going to argue with that? And my uh, today, uh, my monthly Patreon receipt for all the people that I, I pay patronize that's that, that 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 sounds that's right but that doesn't sound right went through there were a lot of 
screw-ups this month, apparently. But regardless of all that, what happens in this minute, it's just a lovely conversation between the two gals, between Linda and Chris. And we get this strange bit of information where Billy and Tommy drove a car into Susan and Craig's pool. Now, I wonder, I know some of these teens look a bit older. Susan and Craig a married couple? Because you would think it would be like Billy and Tommy drove, like Billy and Tommy, are they going to drive a car into Linda's pool? The way they say Susan and Craig makes me think that it's like a married couple or a sister and brother, but I, I guess it, they could be twins, but you wouldn't usually, I mean, I never had a sort of cross sibling wild party. You know, I never had, you know, it was never like, let's go to Dan, Lorraine, and Mike and Allison's for that big party. No, you know, it's like, let's go to Mike's for the party. Let's go to Allison's for the party. So I'm wondering about the, the Susan and Craig. Was it just something where it was like we wanted, they wanted Billy and Tommy at Susan and Craig's. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Boom. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And, of course, Scott, they're bringing Scott over for Linda. That is going to be awesome for everybody. Now, let me... The, the the my favorite part of this minute, uh, and it's not just that Chris has some sort of pin on her purple shirt that I'm going to try to read, but I'm not going to be able to. I bet on the big screen you could read it. And she because the minute ends with her hanging up the phone and turning away. She's um, Linda is sort of looking out at the backyard and um, oh, and there's of course the mention of the phone lines. You called me on my parents' phone. And I believe Linda also has a phone line. And there's also the main house phone line. This is going to get confusing. Uh, but Chris is sort of... Um, it's kind of lovely. She, she's, she's on her windowsill and the wind is blowing in and the curtains are, are getting breezy and she's talking to her friend. And, um, you know, there's nothing hanging on the walls or anything. You'd think she'd have something hanging up there. But um, that's our Chris. That is our Chris. So my favorite thing about this... Now, I'm going to tell the story finally, of how I discovered last time. I didn't discover it. I just rented it one day. Here we go. Sometime in college, Ithaca College, Ithaca, New York, I rented, probably from Shows to Go or Video King, The Last Slumber Party. Uh, the only reviews I'd read had said that it was garbage, but this was the early 90s, and pretty much every review of every slasher movie said they were all garbage. I, I'm wondering if even like half of the like the t what is it like the TV movie guide and definitely not like Leonard Malton but but all these other other guides I used to buy so often um, uh, when I was when I was younger like the second half of the 80s early 90s all of them hated slasher films all of them all of them all of them all of them and it was like I have this one book here what is it cine books or whatever volume three or something like that it's got like a drawing of like um uh, like uh, zombies coming out of the grave and it's got a forward by Vincent Price where even Vincent Price says he doesn't like the modern gore and stuff like that so they're already kind of setting you up for it but it's funny because they 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 do a zero to five star ratings and if you go in the back there's an appendix where it's like five star reviews and then they, the list they list the names of the movies four stars three stars and then when you get to like two one and zero they're almost all slashers it's almost all slashers or like sleazy horror and stuff like that it's funny people nowadays you folks will sit and listen to me jawing for i mean if i do about if it's about 10 minutes per episode i mean we're talking 71 minutes we are talking what for 710 minutes you're going to listen to me talk about this movie back then people wouldn't would have would have gotten fidgy fit fidgy fidgety seven minutes and ten seconds into this movie so that we we have times have changed 
times have changed with slashers, which is always it's interesting too. When I whenever I stumble across like someone who's starting up doing like new reviews or uh, has never sort of gone into this area before, it's funny because a lot of times people when they you know it's like oh, I've never seen Final Exam and I've never seen uh, maybe not Last Summer Party Prom Night. I've never seen He Knows You're Alone stuff like that. A lot of times they say the exact same stuff that the original reviewer is saying, not as harshly, because back then there were no supporters for this, for slasher films. But now there are. So so when they say it, they, they'll say stuff like, oh, final exam, I don't see it. I know there are some people who love it, but I don't see it. It's kind of boring for an hour, and then it's kind of okay for the last, you know, that kind of thing. No, 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 you're watching the film wrong. Final exam is a drama slash comedy set on a college during a final exam week where you meet a ton of different characters and they're all going through their different things, all going through life, and then just at a point where like we're going to onto the final day of finals and, and they're all gonna have to separate for a while, suddenly someone starts killing them. And that's what it is. It's to bring it up again, it's a very Doctor Who thing where you where you set you, you set down a genre, you set down a type of story, and then you throw the doctor into it. So boom. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that was, I was going to tell you just, okay, I'll, I'll tell it quickly because I went off on that slasher tangent here. It's a long day, a long week, folks, a long day and a long week. But I thank you for listening. Okay, no. So, yeah, I was in college. I, I, I think it was near the end of college, maybe like like 94, maybe when I was in my senior year. I, I, I don't remember watching it for the first time. I remember watching it, but it was in college. And I remember just thinking, this is a little tough to get through. There, there was sort of, I felt like there was a haze over the movie, and I was like, oh, dear, okay. But I kept my copy, and uh, my VHS copy is around here somewhere. I have the, um, uh, yeah, I have the VHS, and of course, obviously, I have the, um, what is it, the popcorn, v, who, who, you know, the DVD that I'm watching. I wish there was a Blu-ray, but I don't think there'd be a point in a Blu-ray. Um, I wish there was a DVD with extras, huh? How about that? So back to it. So I watched it once and it didn't register. Sometimes you watch a film for the first time, like Winter Beast. Uh, when I first watched that, it was like, hallelujah. Uh, Don't Go in the Woods was the same way. Uh, Burial Ground was the same way. Uh, but then there are other films like Final Exam, like, mm, let's see, Prom Night. Prom Night took me numerous viewings and and to even sort of get through it all the way now i adore prom night. i know there are uh, folks who prefer the sequels and you know prom night 2 is a hell of a good time hell of a good time as is three four i find a bit dull but one if you go into one sort of looking at it uh, that's another uh, amanda and i talked about that on dan's driving double feature prom night and he knows you're alone well i'm not going to go into that we talked for an hour and a half on that so i watched the film again in 96 probably about a year and a half to two years later and i watched it and i sat there watching it going hmm huh there's something here that i like but i'm missing now at that time still obviously no you uh, there wasn't much going on online and uh any books and anything were like eh, whatever so i took this was when i was um uh my my good friend the writer uh, scott reynolds j scott reynolds uh this i, I uh, never mind um sorry uh i went off on a life tangent there for a moment um but scott and i we we had a period of about two years where we did a movie night every week sometimes they were double features sometimes they were single features and i brought over the last slumber party i i took it 
I took it over there. Now, most of the time we would show each other movies that we loved. Now, Scott and I are on an episode of the wonderful podcast Shockwaves talking about these, so I won't go in detail because you can listen to that and hear Scott talking with me about it. And you also hear Ryan from Bloomhouse and Rob from Everywhere talking about it. So, um, so I took it over there. And normally, like I said, it was, you're going to love this. Or you're going to find this interesting. Or, you know, let's... And, we, you know, it would show something. You know, I showed him Frozen Scream. I showed him Airport 75. Oh, did he show me that? Airport 75. I showed him Blackenstein. I showed him uh, Winter Light. You know, we showed each other. I showed him the kid brother and um, the general. You know, so we showed each other tons of tons of stuff. And, but Last Lumber Party was a, hey, watch this one. I think there's something uh, worthwhile going on. We got to the end, and I was more convinced than ever, that was the third time I'd seen it, that there was something worthwhile going on. He looked at me and went, mm-mm, nope. I said, I think you're wrong. I think there's something happening here that's fun. A couple days later, I watched it again, and I realized what it was that I was seeing but not seeing and why this film is one of my favorites, sort of hands down. I'll tell you next time.